All right, go on. Give me a second. Let me go ahead and check the shit. Let me go ahead and check that out real quick. Hold up. We. Oh, I did forget about that. Speak, Gabe. Uh oh. Speaking. Okay. All right. Looks good and sounds good. Cool. <clears throat> are we live yet? We are live indeed. Yes. Okay. So no dumb shit. No, I mean no, not nothing out of the ordinary. Okay. So I shouldn't talk about this massive dookie I took the other week. No, feel free. Okay. That's hey, that's it's better with pictures, as uh, your coworkers would understand. Oh that. my god. <laughs> You know, it's funny, um, so I have two dogs, you've seen them, right? One of them's a little, like, 19-pound Sheba, the other one's, like, the 50-pound American Shepherd. Sure. And the Sheba, being the small dog, takes the massive shits. Really? They're, like, three-fourths her length. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. And then the big one, he takes, like, these small little, like, Lincoln Log-looking-ass poops. I mean... You know, like, it, it makes sense if you're doing proportions, because I'm, like, what, 6'2"? Yeah. You know, I got, I got a lot of... Um, I got a lot of coal mine to compact into diamond. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, just speaking lengthwise, that dog, that dog just be holding it. Feel like may eye contact with you while she's shitting. Like, yeah, oh. you're gonna pick this up. Got to start dominance, you know. I mean, I feel that you know, if somebody walks into the bathroom, I'm dropping a hot one. I'm gonna look at them right in the eyes. I'm gonna right look into their soul. You're, and if like you're an iron brimstone preacher, if you, especially if you're in the stall, you just gotta kick that joint open, you know, and just look. I take my magnum opuses around 3.30, which is when I get back from lunch on weekdays. Okay. And it's a combination of, like, haven't pooped yet since probably 3.30 the previous day and, like, okay. the coffee starting to kick in, right? And that's a whole other discussion. Coffee is so good for you, but it makes you shit uncontrollably. It's fucking hilarious in my opinion. But, um, but yeah, it's just at those, like, weird wee hours that you just, like, drop them. I mean, I... Like, Picasso had a really weird schedule, and between the hours of 11 p.m. and, like, 2 a.m., he would just have, uh, like, his painting time, right? So it'd be, like, sure. a guilt-free work on your, like, art form. And I feel like <laughs> like the 3.30 is my, like, you know, like my my, euphemi- or, uh, my euphoria time. I mean, you got to do what you got to do, man. I mean, you got to shit. Absolutely. You right. got to go, you got to go. Absolutely you do. All right. So, uh, yeah, are you ready? But yeah. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 168. 168. And we are back on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. And you guys know the deal. We're here to talk about some stuff. Now, unusual to typical what this podcast normally does, we are running this show on a Monday night just to, so we can get the, the agenda wiped clean just because it's quite the large agenda. I don't know if you noticed, Gabe. Uh, but yeah, yeah we got, we, we're outnumbered. Um on the movie section for once. Yeah, yeah, which is going to be a nice change of pace. So we got some reviews in here. We got some stuff to talk about, and I'm quite excited. But in the meantime, in between time, buddy, um, you know, what, what, how's, how's your last couple of weeks been? 
It's good. It's starting to warm up. I uh, hit the trails on my bike yesterday, but alas, some of the snow is still out there. Yeah. And so I have a, I have like a little fixie like city bike, mm-hmm. right? And I just got new tires put on, and uh, they're like slick, so they have no tread. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, man, in that fucking snow, it was just a wheel spin and pain and awkward wobbling. Yeah. Just like my prom. Nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I'm, I'm waiting for it to be warm enough to drive with windows down, you know? Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, man, I get it. Uh, like I said, it's just kind of funny that there's these random little patches that are of snow that are still just refuse to lose. It's a weird thing. Uh, they're, they're the survivors. Absolutely, you know, just the last of the Mohicans, so to speak. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, uh, it's whatever. It's work. It's just the regular everyday grind uh and all of that good stuff but i am ready to get into this fat boy agenda you just edited on some last minute notes so let's go ahead and get into it cool so it's international women's day shout out to all the women in our lives our mamas our significant others and everybody in between sisters things of that nature for sure uh you know gotta appreciate when you can my mm-hmm. girls came down i made some fucking banging ass soup flowers chocolates you know the, the whole ordeal oh cute but uh but yeah and then you just slammed a burrito so i did that's good yeah man i fucking inhaled that that joint i had no other choice <laughs> no other choice. I feel that. And then the second note I put on here. Um, so this day, 15 years ago, uh, I'm sorry, 16 years ago, because it was 2005, mm-hmm. uh, Slipknot released their third single off of Volume 3, which is Before I Forget. Nice. 16 years. Think about That's, that. That shit's wild, bro. Yeah, we're, we're getting older, and it's not stopping anytime soon. Yeah, I don't like that shit. Cut that out. Weird. Soon we'll be doing like a 20-year retrospective on like our favorite albums. Don't you dare. <laughs> I, if you think about it, um, what what was the last Van album? All Hell? No, the last one was... Yeah, you're right. You're right. All Hell? That was 2015, so that's oh, holy coming shit. up on six. six holy years, buddy. shit. That is crazy. Six years since the last Van album, and what, four years four since years. Van period? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. The passage of time, man. That shit's nuts. Make me uncomfortable, yep. dude. Stop it. Buddy. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and get into this fat boy agenda. Like I said, we got movies, TVs, and books, and like I said, quite the sizable lad today. So let's go ahead and talk about Twisted Metal. Uh, Gabe, are you familiar with the Twisted Metal franchise? Yeah, we've spoken many, many a time on this uh, franchise. Absolutely. So Twisted Metal, I guess, is coming out with a live-action Netflix uh, TV series, and we've talked about uh, the war for content out there. Uh, and Twisted Metal is a, a franchise, a game, where I feel like it could have a quite a very interesting adaptation when it comes to live-action. Uh, I hope it's the Twisted Metal Black um like the definitive game to have and play. Yeah, of uh, of the of the franchise cuz Twisted Metal Black is probably top 20 all one of my top 20 favorite games of all time probably just because it's so nice. dark and scary and creepy and uh and I love it. So, um we haven't have any much we haven't had much more detail other than uh the fact that it is coming. Uh what's your opinion on this? Uh it's going to come down to who plays uh Sweet Tooth. Yeah, Sweet Tooth is going to be the big casting role on that. Um, and there's a couple other icons that escape me at the moment. But, uh, yeah, Sweet Tooth is definitely probably the one that is most synonymous with the franchise itself. Uh, and, yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite looking forward to it. Uh, they could even do, like, the more um, less dark games because, like, the first couple weren't super disturbing. <laughs> and- I was going to say, if they wanted to do, like, a gore porn, you know, with a very loosely intertwined story, mm-hmm. something between like a zombie movie and like The Purge, the first couple of them. I think that'd be perfect for the franchise. Dude, imagine if it was shot like The Purge, like if it had the same kind of visual aesthetic. I mean, the mask and everything. The Purge already yeah, has that. that. Like, 
that weird gray filter over the lens as well. Yeah, man. Yeah. That, I, I, I'm in. I, I'm totally down with this. And uh, There you go. Uh, I'll take my check. Uh, you can email <laughs> Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, yeah, that, that it's definitely interesting and uh, definitely and my things to look out for uh, in the next couple of uh, whenever it drops, I guess. Uh, next up, uh, I guess the new Spider-Man uh, movie has its title. Uh, they were fucking around with the actors of the film and they gave them, quote unquote, they fed them all a bad name, like a wrong name. And they were all like, oh, it's going to be called this, that. And they had officially, quote unquote, announced it. And they ended up releasing a cute little teaser with all of them, like getting called to the principal's office, so to speak. And he's like, oh, yeah, they gave us the wrong name and it ended up being No Way Home. Um, and I guess it lends itself to kind of the agenda here or the theming of what we got yeah of what we got going on with the mcu moving forward i'll talk about that a little bit in a minute but um yeah no way home good name i like how they keep it with the home the home title and the in the names uh it's you know it's a matter of time before we get like an animated spinoff that's like canon but it's like those weird hulk movies in between where it's like uh spider-man like homeschooled or some shit yeah some shit like that right day in the life animated movie yeah, I, I could, I could kind of be down with that. <laughs> oh, excuse me. But, um, so yeah, it's kind of, like I said, kind of the next, next big thing. Uh, we've heard many a casting rumors when it comes to this film. And, uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see on which one of those come to fruition. And, uh, kind of excited about it, you know? Cool uh, beans. All right. So I, I believe we talked about this last podcast. We came up with a little game where we want to rewrite movies from a different perspective of a character that already exists. Do you have anybody enough uh, off the top of your head? So I have I actually wrote these down because I had a couple of good ideas and one of them eluded me and I was like I got to start writing this shit down just okay. so much shit goes out throughout the week. So I have five plus one. Oh wow! One of them's kind of a conceptual POV reimagining, and okay. the other five are like characters. Okay. Uh, you want to bang them off one by one? Yeah, sure. Uh, all right. So my first one is Aladdin from the Genie's. Uh, POV. Okay. Because you know damn well Aladdin wasn't the first one that rubbed that lamp. Uh, facts, actually. I'm sure that there's been many uh, many people. So I'm curious to see the uh, you know the adventures, the endeavors, and the mishaps that happened with Genie up until this point. Okay. I, yeah, I kind of like that. I'm surprised Disney hasn't actually done that already now that you mentioned so, that. So, imagine, uh, do you remember the Aladdin TV show? Yes. I, I remember that very fondly, actually. And those weird beetle scarab things that would fly. But, um, Imagine something like that, something like episodic. It doesn't even have to be like a full hour, right? You could totally mm. get away with like 25 minutes. Okay. And just, you know, every episode is like somebody who has rubbed the lamp. I mean, it's a fucking magical entity, you know? It could be thousands of years between episodes. Yeah, for sure. Because he did, what did he say in the movies? 10,000 years it had been since somebody had uh, let him out? So Yeah, and somebody did the math, so Aladdin's like technically in the future post-apocalyptic thing. Oh, God, here we go. I, mean, I don't subscribe to it, but it's a okay. cool, it's a cool theory, right? True, for sure. I actually had one too. Uh, I thought I thought that you probably wouldn't even get to uh, Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump. I kinda, oh, I kind of want his origin story and uh, kind of how, from his perspective, how Forrest Gump kind of came in and reshuffled his whole entire life uh, from top Gump to bottom. Fucks things up left and right. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, like, I, 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 to a certain extent, you know, from his perspective, he thought that Forrest changed his destiny, right? But also at the same time, he incredibly in- helped saved him the quality of his life. Yeah, and otherwise, he probably would have been just another one of those nameless Vietnam veterans that got kind of got lost the time. You know, cool. So uh, I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, Lieutenant Dan was the one that I that I, the, like the first one that came up to my mind. We talked about it last week. 
I um, I actually kind of stuck to like animated movies with this one because we were talking about Cruella, uh-huh. and I was like, I want to keep with that vibe and maybe like uh, reflavor some of our favorites. So my next one, okay. Hocus Pocus, from Billy's perspective. <laughs> okay, the zombie dude. Zo- yeah, right? the zombie, yeah. Yeah, you, you already know there'd be some good like um, <laughs> you know, pitter patter between uh him and the witches, and just like, oh great, my wife's making me do this <laughs> and that, and it's like, <laughs> and then. He, and then here's the best part, right? When you okay. get to the events of Hocus Pocus, you just give him subtitles, right? Because it's, <laughs> so it's from his POV, so we would understand what he's saying, but nobody else in the movie gets it. And then you can lay the foundation for so many jokes. Yeah, okay. Kinda, I kind of like that. That's Damn. a good one, huh? That's fucking funny. Okay. Uh, this one's a little bit more obvious. Uh, I want uh, Harry Potter from Snape's perspective. Oh, yeah, the Sims perspective. Yeah, 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 right. Uh, yeah, I want it from Snape's perspective, obviously, uh, from him being a loyal soldier to, uh, you know, for Voldemort for an extended period of time, and then his total flip of character due to this woman and uh, changing sides and kind of being a spy underneath all of it during the downfall of uh, of Voldemort. I thought that would have been interesting. Uh, so that's the one that I was kind of rolling with. I, I feel like the the more I grow older, the 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 less I like Snape, really. Well, him and sort of the the parent Potters, right? Because James was kind of an ass. To he him. was, yeah, he was. Yeah, and, and I'm just kind of like in this weird position where like I get it, it's tragic, but like y'all grown ass adults, you True. know? What I mean? Yeah, it's time to move on, right? Like, don't you got a magical mortgage to pay off or something? <laughs> Probably not. Do they pay mortgages? What do you think? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I, I, uh, the properties I own in D and D in my current campaign, I don't have no fucking mortgage. I just magically came upon the deed. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Absolutely. So my next one is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, so Treasure Planet from uh, Old Man Silver's, uh, Long John Silver's perspective. Okay. So you kind of give his uh, timeline before and up to uh, the events of Treasure Planet, mm-hmm. and you know, space pirates. Like, well, how do you make pirates cool? Are you either add ninjas or you throw them in space, or you do both? Yeah. Right, and okay. I'm, I'm down for it. I think the aesthetic was really cool. I could sit here and rant about Treasure Planet all day long. But yeah. The fact of the matter is, is that this character was super well established, had like a concrete personality. He was a good cornerstone to the movie mm-hmm. as both like a good anti-hero and antagonist at times. Right. Okay, I like that. So, so give me that. You know, give me him like growing up, being a boy, kind of being young, naive, uh, golden-hearted because he is. Okay. And then you kind of see like his downfall and like how he's like, man, fuck people. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Interesting. Uh, this, this next one is just for my more, uh, I don't know. I guess more for funny. Uh, I wanted, uh, Sid from Toy Story. I wanted to see, I wanted to see, uh, what, when you know, when he was playing quote unquote with these toys, what he saw from his perspective. And I just imagine that it's just something so pure and, and innocent and joyful. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's just ripping these fucking toys apart. I want to see what Sid was saying. Yeah. With Metallica's "Ride the Lightning" in the background, exactly. I want to see what the fuck Sid was seeing. So that is that's something. A good one. Yeah, that's that's something that I wanted to see for sure. All right. So my, f- how many of these do I have? Uh, well, I okay, just, that is five. Yeah, I, I lost count. Um, so my fourth one is the conceptual twist. Okay. So here's the POV, right? And you can apply this to any episode or any Scooby Doo movie you want, mm-hmm. right? But it's from the POV of the villain, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of explains why they have to dress up as a villain, as the monster, and scare people away. So you set it up like, oh, like, the dude lost his job in, like, the recession or whatever, right, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And now he has to, like, maintain the monster persona to, like, 
kind of attract tourists or like you know they've done um fragments and bits and little small leads of that kind of um storyline in a lot of these episodes and a couple of the movies right okay but i want like a full-blown like this is a movie about the villain and how he has to like do morally gray stuff to like feed his little daughters or whatever mm-hmm. and then by the end of the movie when the when the scoop troop comes in solves it busts him he gets arrested you kind of you feel bad and for the first time ever like you know, when Scooby and the gang solve it, you're like kind of Fuck. not rooting like, for them. Damn, right? Yeah. So, so it's like a like a you know a spin on the morally gray. Okay, okay, that's kind of interesting. I um, I can get behind that. And uh, no, I don't have another one, but um, kind of something that are actually actually kind of ha- happened is that I always wanted up until recently because we've gotten it is a a look at the Karate Kid from Johnny's perspective, and now we have that. So you know, I feel like you've mentioned that many a time. Yeah. So before even the series. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad that that's what we got out of it because looking back, you know, Daniel Russo was a little bit of a bitch. So uh, I kind of agree with Johnny on this one. So that's why, like I said, that was that would have been if it didn't happen already, it probably would have been at the top of my list. Cool. My next one is a a, a goofy movie from Pete's perspective, right? Okay. And, and so it follows Pete trying to pee, trying to be this like responsible yet reasonable adult figure mm-hmm. and um he like in uh in the first goofy movie the 98 one or 99 whenever it came out mm-hmm. it's um he there was a line in there that was like listen goof like you gotta be a parent you can't always be the friend mm-hmm. which is a very valid point mm-hmm. at the end of the day right yeah and so it's kind of him trying to take care of his son and kind of be like yo goof like i know you're a single dad right like i'm mm-hmm. just trying to help you out and meanwhile, mm-hmm. Goofy completely disregards everything. Now him and Max are doing wildly dumb shit. Yeah. Meanwhile, his kid's like, dude, why can't you be a fucking cool dad? I hate you. Meanwhile, Pete's like, dude, I'm like trying my fucking best out here. Okay, look at you fucking getting all crazy and philosophical with the Goofy movie. <laughs> I just think it'd be fun. You know, you, you, you take a... You take a character and you're like, well, what did they think? Yeah, for sure. I mean, because, uh, like, there's you know, obviously there's the famous phrase that you're the hero in your own story from your own perspective or whatever. And yeah. uh, you could literally do that with anything and reframe things and kind of get an understanding of some of our more uh, interesting characters out there. So I like it. Good stuff. I got one more, actually. Oh, look at you. Go. So my last one, uh, another one of my favorites, uh, Corpse's Bride. Okay. From the perspective of the wife of the main character that was alive mm. being ready for this big old grandeur wedding and she's on board mm-hmm. suddenly he goes missing and you know she finds that he's like a, a necrophiliac <laughs> and it's like this like weird thriller horror thing okay you know like weird like body horror and she's like dude i'm so glad i didn't fucking marry you yeah right. I'm, glad, I'm glad we didn't fucking go through so with this that, that one was kind of my wild card here i feel like the others are like Fairly reasonable, really well thought out, and breaking down and the characters. This is the one where it's like, oh yeah, he, he fucks corpses. Yeah, going back to Gabe, Gabe's normal stuff. <laughs> back to the regular schedule <laughs> programming from Gabe's perspective. Cool. I, I I want a a a a movie from your perspective on the podcast. When every now and then you hit your little angry friends, like, hey, let's do a show. Anyways, Wait, what? <laughs> keep moving. Anyways, I think you put this on here. Cool. Uh, iCarly is on Netflix. Uh, probably the tail end of. Uh, what do we call it? The Silver Age of Nick? Whatever you want to call it, that era of Nickelodeon. Yeah, um, it's on Netflix. It's it's fucking funny. It still holds up. Yeah, you know what I mean? for sure. Yeah, for sure. And uh, just seeing like, dude, just seeing Spence 
yeah back on screen and like you know when we, when you were younger it's like he was like uh having his meltdowns and he's the wild goofy one and you're like oh spencer you're so funny you're so wild like nobody's ever liked this but like seeing this as like a grown adult it's like i totally understand we all get it yep we've all, all been there how do you afford this giant apartment and you got to support yourself and your sister and, and he's making friends that are making vlog upstairs? And he's making uh, horrible sculptures and how is that paying the bills? I don't get it. I, I totally understand too because uh, I went out and we bought uh, – we just bought – we went grocery shopping. We put like a seven-pound bag of cheese in the cart, right? And uh, I totally understand that episode where he's like, what's for dinner? And it's like, oh, butter and toilet water, blue toilet water. <laughs> and it's like, I feel that, dude. Sometimes you get so caught up in shit. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, seven pounds of cheese and it went to in like two weeks by the way really yeah yeah uh adriana bought a bag of chihuahua cheese for quesadillas and it was like a decent sized bag it was gone within 24 hours <laughs> so it, it, the, uh, i had a my woodshop professor had this really interesting observation it's like the costco fallacy right mm -hmm. where it's like oh well i'll buy it in bulk so it lasts longer but because you have it in bulk you eat it more you know exactly. what I mean? you're like well i still have a whole bunch and therefore you plow through it quicker yeah that's probably there's probably something to that I'm sure. 100%. I also just coined that live on the show, the Costco fallacy. It was his premise, but I just put a name to it. There you go. The so, okay. Be on the lookout for that. My dissertation. <laughs> it's right. Just your ma your magna opus. Anyways, you know dissertations. Uh, so did you see this bit? No. What the hell is this? Uh, new Avatar: The Last Airbender oh. by the original creators. Oh, see, it was the abbreviation that threw me off. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, come on. You know this is one of your favorites. Get it? It's, I like it for sure, but like when you break it down the abbreviation, I don't fucking understand what you're fucking looking at. Okay. Uh, yeah, it got greenlit by Nick. Mm -hmm. uh, the OG writers and creators whose names elude me, uh, they are like executive co-creators right okay. next to like Nick. So it's going to be their baby essentially. Is this um, a continuation of Aang's story or is this a new story? I think we're getting on to the next Avatar. So the one after Korra? Uh, yeah, but don't quote me on that, actually. Okay, interesting. Yeah, okay, that, that's kind of cool. Uh, did they open up, like, a studio? Like, didn't they name a studio? I forgot what they fucking called it. Uh, but... Yeah, so, uh, ne Netflix is making it, actually. Okay, very, very cool. All right, well, uh, I'll definitely be on... That's another game. Add that to the fucking list of things that I am in on. Avatar the Last Airbender, the new one. Sounds good. All right, so... <clears throat> Let's go ahead and just continue to talk about uh, the nightmare that is uh, Warner Brothers and the DC Universe. Apparently, uh, rumor has it, and this is something that leaked like a long time ago that didn't end up happening, but it looks like it's happening now. Um, Henry Cavill is out as Superman, and they will be rebooting him again. All right, so Superman is getting another reboot. Apparently, J.J. Jar Jar Abrams is behind this, and uh, yeah. So, so I go ahead, yeah. I was going to say, let me throw this out there. Um, I, I don't think anybody gives that much of a shit about Superman anymore, right? Correct. That is long gone past our era. Yeah. Um, let me throw this out there. This is probably the best thing that could have ever happened to Kevil. Because yeah. over the span where he started playing Superman, the internet found out that he's actually a really nice, wholesome guy. Mm -hmm. That may be a movie star, but he's an everyday Joe at the yeah. end of the day, right? For sure. And so... I think now that he's out of his like contractual obligation, he can go do movies he likes and mm -hmm. different genres, mm -hmm. and it'll only be better for him. Yeah, I agree. It, it definitely opens up the schedule a little bit because you know they had a bazillion shitty DC tie-in movies that they were planning on having him in, I'm sure. Uh, so, yeah, as, as far as I'm concerned, get him something that'll get him an Oscar. Yeah, uh, I'd agree. And I think uh, this kind of falls in line with the new Batman that's going to be coming out. Um 
I don't know how many more chances they need to get this right, but uh, shouldn't have taken this many. And uh, I guess we'll see what Jar Jar can do with it because yikes. Hey, who knows? He might do well. Yeah, he could. Uh, you know, it couldn't be worse than Snyder. And I don't give a fuck what anybody says, and I'm going to go on a little tangent here um, because everybody's really excited about the Zack Snyder cut of the fucking uh, Justice League. It sucked, all right? And I get it. Like, they have some cool-looking shit. But I'm always of the, the theory of the – I don't know if you ever heard my theory about the Deluxe Edition albums, right? Have you ever heard, heard me talk about the this? The bonus tracks, yeah. If it was good enough to make the cut, then why didn't they just put it in? Correct. That That is my, my philosophy on this, and it's the same thing with this movie. And I understand he didn't – um, you know, have the opportunity to, to cut his film because uh, I think he lost his daughter, right? I think that sounds about right. And, uh, you know, he had to leave. Um, but if somebody else looked at it and said, you know what, this doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. Let's just cut this up. And they did that. I, I don't know, man. I'm inclined to believe that it's probably not the best, the best thing to happen. Now, will I give it a chance? Yes, but... Uh, I am not uh, fucking uh, shitting my pants like every every other nerd seems to be doing about the Snyder cut for this film. I don't know, man. That's a little. Funky. I mean, yeah. Unless there's there was an additional three and a half hours of footage cut that you can stitch together a new movie from. Like, how much different is this going to be? Well, apparently, it's very different. I think it's they said um, that it was going to be about three and a half hours total, uh, but I, I don't know. Like the the stuff that looks interesting is like the the. The alternate universe, you know, Apocalypse taking over the the world stuff. But, like, how do you just cut that shit out? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't doesn't make sense. And I, I, I get... Your plot can do without those plot beats. Then why the fuck are we talking about it? You know and what I mean? it's not a great plot, right? Co- correct. Yeah. And um, maybe it'll shed some more light on that stupid vision that fucking uh, Bats had in the, in the movie. But, like, I don't know. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me why everybody's so fucking jazzed about it. I don't get it. All right, moving along. So, Sonic the Hedgehog. So, uh, I remember when the, this was all this stuff was going down with his redesign. Uh, me and Adriana watched the movie. All right, uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. It was on on I think it was Hulu. And I said, you know what? Fuck it. You know, worst case scenario would be a movie that I could talk about on the podcast, talk a little shit about. Right. Uh, so we watched it. Um, that's, that's I liked um, it. I, I I actually liked it quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So it was really funny. Number one, uh, I had no idea that it was actually going to be a funny thing. I also didn't expect them to kind of get into the lore and origin of Sonic because uh, they actually did that. They explained the rings. Um, uh, like I said, Sonic himself was very funny. His chemistry with the – I forget the dude's name. He's like in all the movies that I don't even know his name. Um, but his chemistry with him was very, very good. And, of course, you can't go without mentioning Jim Carrey, right? Jim Carrey as Dr. Dr. Robotnik was fucking hilarious. Um, it's kind of harkens back to Jim Carrey's older roles, like some of Ace Ventura kind of off the wall, um, unchained kind of approach. And nobody does that better. Maybe other than Robin Williams, nobody does that better than Jim Carrey, you know, uh, because he was completely off the hook on uh, on the Sonic movie. And it was really good, actually. It was very, very funny. Adriana likes it. She doesn't even like Sonic. Now, me personally, I've mentioned this in the past. Uh, Sonic's one of my favorite video game mascots of all time. And, uh, I'm glad that this was as good as it was. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Now, like we, we've talked about this before, is it going to fucking win an Oscar? Probably not. You know, <laughs> I, obviously it didn't. Um, but it was still very, very cool. It looks like most people liked it. And, uh, I liked it too. It's a B. Awesome. At the end of the day, your movie doesn't need to win an Oscar. It just needs to, uh, um, 
please the audience, I guess, right? Correct, correct, correct. Especially when you're making a video game movie. Yeah, and it's, I, I think honestly, right now, and we we could talk. We talked about the Mortal Kombat thing last uh, last podcast, but right now, it's for sure the best video game movie ever made. Awesome sauce. Let's keep it moving. What you got about Wandavision? So Wandavision has come and gone. All right. Uh, I know that you're staying very far away from this thing. Uh, but overall, I just wanted to give my closing thoughts, I guess, on the franchise or on the franchise of on the series because the series is over. And uh, I'm just glad that Wanda is getting her due. All right. Uh, because I think uh, we could all kind of agree so far, at least up to this point. She's been a character who has been tremendously underutilized when it comes to her level of power. All right. Yeah, she's an omega level mutant. Yeah. Uh, this is starting to get into her omega level capabilities. And um, for those who may not be in the know, um, you know, about that, I think they're everybody, the general populace is starting to understand how badass she is. And they have some very good moments with her in this franchise. Uh, Frankie get did it again. This series, and uh, I would highly recommend anybody who was at least passively interested in it to definitely check it out. And I was telling everybody else, I'm like, this has made me more excited for the Falcon and Winter Soldier series than I was before, and uh, I had very little like interest in it. Now, at the very least, um, it's got me excited for everything else to come after it. So, uh, good job on the MCU, Kevin Feige doing God's work. We get the point, right? And, um, WandaVision is definitely a hot recommend for me. So please check it out if you haven't. If you're a fan at all, definitely check that shit out. Awesome sauce. Glad to hear that you enjoyed it, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on with this dragon stuff at the end? So, Rhea and the Last Dragon, this is Disney's newest jam. All right. Um, it's a movie, obviously, that they have dropped on Disney Plus. They have also dropped it in theaters. Um, and me and the family played the, paid, or my mom actually, cause she was uh, hosting movie night, uh, paid the premium, right? The pre- premier access thing. And, uh, we watched it. We watched Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, it was a movie I was looking forward to. I liked the cover art quite a bit. And I didn't know exactly what to expect. I tried, I kind of stayed away from trailers when it comes to this because I didn't want to set my expectations too high. I just want to name a couple of things. Number one, uh, it's, puts together a very interesting world uh kind of a reimagined earth where um kind of like a like a pangea situation where we're all connected and um you know different um geography has different weather and whatnot and how these things intertwine with each other and how the people relate to each other uh, so very very cool in that regard also the main character raya is very very well written uh her objective is simple and I think it's something that we all can relate to. I'm going to try to go without spoilers on that. Um, and some of the action fight scenes in this movie were very, very well done. Okay. Um, you wouldn't ex- necessarily expect that from a Disney film, but they have like full blown hand to hand combat scenes in this movie that are very, very good. All right. Um, and visually, uh, and I do not take this or say this lightly rather, uh, it is one of the most beautiful films i've ever seen all right nice. from the anima- animations pers- perspective they've done things that i did not even think was even possible uh water effects were just absolutely ridiculous uh rain hair fucking like you can see texture in these characters hair and shit um some really good writing with some really likable characters and um i was floored by it man it's one of those movies that i wish 
uh, pandemic not permitting, uh, that I was able to see on a big screen, um, because it was very, very good. And me and the family liked it. Uh, well, I will say it was, it was at least a little bit predictable, uh, as far as plot, but most Disney films are, I would say. <clears throat> and, um, that was like my only really minor complaint. Uh, this will, this will have you feeling emotions. Uh, this will have you laughing. Uh, and it will also make you fall in love with the character, uh, the last dragon who was really, really funny. At first I thought she would be annoying, but she actually ended up being really funny. And, uh, I would definitely recommend it is an A minus. Check it out. Awesome. Sauce. Uh, Disney hitting with them, uh, them online exclusives, huh? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. Let's dive right into gaming, uh, short gaming section this week. So I put down that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is coming out on the Switch. I feel like this is the port everybody's been asking for. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just get 3 and 4, Underground 1 and 2 on there. Thug 1 and Thug 2. That's all I need. Give me that shit. And I think we're, we're smooth sailing. Because, I mean, how, how cool is that, right? Yeah, for sure. I can take it on the go with you. Play it on your lunch at work or some shit. I don't know. They don't even have the fucking high res. It. Just give me, just give me a port. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, I feel that. Like yeah. you, you really don't have to do much. Like yeah. it doesn't have to be a 1080p like rescale. Just you know, uh, round out some of those jagged edges and we. Oh. Or I should have said, yeah. wax out some of those, uh, some of those rough rails and we skate. Damn, I really missed the. Yeah, you fucked up, man. Damn. All right. Well, that was the Second City Kids podcast. Goodbye. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't. You don't have to fucking make make it look pretty. Just give me Thug One and Thug Two. I am a happy camper. I promise you. So you put Sea of Thieves on here? I did. Sea of Thieves. I know I'm getting to it a little bit late because uh, it's been out for years. <laughs> but uh, I had a buddy buy it for me because he insists that I play it. Uh, I've downloaded it on the PC and I was playing it a little bit. I'm having a good old time with it. I've probably put maybe about two hours in it, three hours so far, and I need a crew. Uh, so if you're out there, uh, hit me up. Hit me up on the Second City Kids at Gmail, and we could uh, scour the seas together. You know, what did Greg buy it for you? No, 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 not not Greg. Um, somebody I work with, some, a buddy of mine from work. Uh, yeah, gotcha. Uh, so it, like I said, you're you're a pirate. You're scouring the universe. You get spawned in with a uh, with you know other ships out there on the sea, and you guys may encounter each other. You may not. Uh, you know, it's kind of set up that way, but, um, it's very, very cool. It looks visually, like I said, it looks very good. Um, a lot of the great, good water effects. I've said that twice on this stream today. Um, so yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, I'm having fun with it so far. So see a thieves. And like I said, if you're looking for a captain, hit your boy up. Nice. All right. Let's get into, uh, probably our longest section. Mm-hmm. Music news and reviews. So I want to open up with uh, Daft Punk calls it quits after 28 years. And I just kind of wanted to say that Daft Punk really transcended that pigeonhole of electronic music. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure you're not the biggest Daft Punk fan, but you like the Tron movies. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you have a good appreciation for a couple of uh, their songs and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'm not upset they've been together 28 years, which if you, you know, pick up that number and drop it into any other genre, especially the rock metal genre. It's like, you know, it's, it's few and far between. That's for sure. Absolutely. But, um, giants, truly giants mm-hmm. and brought together the best of funk, disco robots and electronic music at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, there will never be another duo like Daft Punk, mm-hmm. but I think it was, um, I think it was time. Yeah, it was definitely a nice little run for them. Little run. Uh, but it was a nice run. Uh, it was like a fucking memoriam in the fucking group chat about that. <laughs> yeah, everybody was pretty upset because um, 
Well, let, let me explain this, right? Because there's definitely, like, you can make a Venn diagram of what everybody likes. And everybody's going to have overlap, but not everybody likes... Not everybody necessarily likes everybody else's thing, right? Mm, yeah. But Daft Punk, Daft Punk was the unanimous thing. Mm -hmm. It was like it wasn't a matter of are we listening to Daft Punk. It's like which album or which song are we queuing up? <laughs> and that was kind of this weird bonding point for all of us because all of us were just like, dude, Daft Punk fucks. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of sad to see him go, considering that they've been kind of this weird centerpiece of that group dynamic for years okay fair enough yeah man kind of kind of a weird thing um like i said no, obviously i'm not the biggest fan i do appreciate them uh i do like some of their songs um and it is sad and like, anytime that a band that or a group or whatever you want to call them that's been together that long they, they they're closing doors that's kind of a sad thing you know like imagine a fucking metallica broke up or something like that you know what i mean like that that'd be sad regardless of if you're into the music or not right so, um, yeah, man, Daft Punk, thanks for all the work that you've done. Um, and I know they put, uh, go ahead and uh, go ahead and cancel that next Tron movie, by the way. Yeah. Right. I know they put on a hell of a live show. I've seen some footage before and it looks like it's absolutely bananas and, uh, it's very, very, very good stuff. So RIP Daft Punk. And again, we add another one to the list. Another one of these great bands that have called it quits since we started doing this show, man. It's quite, quite the bummer into the hall of fame. Yep. Absolutely. No, first ballot, not, not even a joke. Cool beans. I want to give an update on a weird little obscure band out of what I think is California. I can't be entirely sure, though. This is definitely uh, something Cal California would come up with. So it's a band called Clowncore. It's a duo of two guys that wear masks. Phenomenal musicians. Strange fucking music, right? Mm -hmm. um, so here's the thing with Clowncore. They're like cicadas, right? They'll, like, come out of the blue and just drop all this hectic-ass, like, blast beats and, like, sax solos on you. For, sax like, solos. No, I'm not, I'm not even playing right now. But, um, <laughs> but, but they'll come out and throw this, like, spaghetti bowl on the floor. You know what I mean? Not literally, although I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. But um, they'll just throw it out there, and then you'll be staring at the bowl for, like, weeks. <laughs> you know, They just keep piling up the spaghetti bowl, right? Yeah. And then once you have, like, eight pounds of spaghetti on your floor, they just leave your house. And they're like cicadas, right? So they'll disappear for a couple of years, and then they'll fucking reemerge with new stuff. Okay. So... Last time Clowncore dropped something was uh, like September, October of 2020. And, uh, you know, we got a little, uh, it was a full length album. Okay. And then now they just dropped another EP. But on top of this EP, because it's Clowncore, they, <laughs> so they dropped the EP. It's four songs. Pretty, pretty good, honestly. And then uh, they dropped their own cryptocurrency. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. What's it called? I'm just... What's it called? Clown Coin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm all about this weirdness, man. It's just like uh -huh. it, it's the weirdest shit coming out of left field. Like if you go on their merch page, the very last item is just called peanut massage. It's fifty <laughs> it's fifty cents, and it's just this a picture of a white dude. But it's sold out. You can't even buy it. It's fucking sold out. <laughs> okay. But yeah, if if you're looking for something weird, obscure, and obtuse, kind of to break the monotony, check out Clowncore. They've been around since like 2009, dude. Really that long? Yeah, I'm telling you, they're like cicadas. Interesting. All righty, now uh, this corner of the dark, uh, this is Gabe's dark corner of the internet. It's brought to you by, anyways. Keep it going. <laughs> cool. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about Sloss Fest. Sure. Um, Furnace Fest. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's at the Sloss. Okay. Foundation Factory, whatever the fuck you want to call it. So I want to talk a little bit about the lineup because I didn't believe it when I saw it. Yeah, I thought you were full of shit. I thought you were trolling me. I'm not gonna lie. Well, because. Because State of the Scene, um, they dropped a fake Vans Warped yeah, Tour, fake Warp Tour. Yeah. lineup like 
a week prior. Mm-hmm. And then I saw this pop up, and I didn't, I didn't want to believe it, right? So mm-hmm. let, let me just run through it, right? So for Friday, headliner, under oath, already starting off good. Mm-hmm. We got Asteroid, Cave-In, Converge, Defeater, 18 Visions, Emery, End, Era, Every Time I Die, Feel Love Standing, From Autumn to Ashes, Glass Eater, Glass Jaw, Gideon, Haste, Luxury, Mr. ENC, Narciss- Narcissus, mm-hmm. Open Hand, Reclaim the Empire, Sea Space Cowboy, uh, Stave Scare, Terminal Thursday, Unwed Sailor, With Honor, and Zao. Yep. Solid. Right, now, it, really good. Solid. Zao's going to be nuts. There's a lot of glass on that lineup. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, so Saturday is headlining is Taking Back Sunday. Already phenomenal. Saturday. Really good. Good. Yep. All Get Out and Berlin, The Appleseed Cast, The Beautiful Mistake, Beloved, Better Off, uh, This One. <laughs> this is the one that I was like, I'm not missing this. The blood. Yeah. After what is it, a decade in yeah. retirement. Yeah. They just casually go, yeah, put us on. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of like processing that one. Yeah, it's a little strange. Uh, Bludgeon, Cartel, Code 7, The Darling, Fire, Evergreen Terrace, Forever Starts Today. Further Seems Forever. Do you see Evergreen legend. Terrace is on there too? Yes, Evergreen Terrace. Holy shit. Keep going. Back from the dead, dude. This is reviving motherfuckers. Jesus Christ. Okay. He is legend. Uh, super excited. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Hope's Fall, Life in Your Way, Living Sacrifice, May, Mayday Parade, Mineral, Misery Signals, right? Like the OG counterparts. Mm-hmm. Scary Kids, Scaring Kids, Shai Halud, Stretch Armstrong, Touche Amore, and Turnstile. I'm pretty sure Hope's Fall is like OG too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then Sunday with Killswitch Engage headlining. Sick. Already phenomenal. Jesus Christ. Uh, 68, Andrew WK, S Friends Rust, August Burns Red, Sick. Bad Cop, Bad Cop, Be Well, Boys Set Fire, The Casket Lottery, Comeback Kid, Counterparts, Darkest Hour, Face to Face, Fit for a King, The Get Up Kids, Hate Breed, Holy Gold, uh, which we did an EP review on. I think that was members of... Uh, it eludes me, but they're they're also a weird super group. Mm-hmm. Um, Hot Water Music, The Judas Cradle, The Juliana Theory, Knocked Loose, Love is Red, Meadow, Meadows, Me Without You, which is also a revival because mm-hmm. they called it quits in January. Yep. Piebald, Rivals, Showbread, and Unfucking Earth. That's crazy, man. This may be the best lineup I've seen for something like this. I agree. This is insanity. It's so it's so because it's so OG with a lot of these names, and you got a lot of young blood in there too. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and Furnace Fest hasn't been a thing for a while. This is like a yeah. revival, right? Yeah. Like one last huzzah. And you had me at every time I die, right? I was like, okay, I'll go <laughs> naturally. But then, yeah. like, like I said, like literally the only band out of my favorites from like years past and current that's missing is the Chariot. But Josh Scogan's still going to be there yeah. in '68. He will be there. It is. It is the weirdest. I, I'm telling you, man, these shows are coming back with a fucking fury. Yeah, because uh, like you said, it was like something that was like a very popular festival that happened in like maybe like 2000, like the mid 2000, 2005, 2006 and shit. Uh, even prior to that, but uh, you know, with a lot of these old school names, kind of, kind of sick, man. I'm not gonna lie, the Zao, shit, sign me up. Yeah, and it's it's wild to think that the headliner's not going to have the wildest set for Friday. Yeah. Like, Undroth is great. I love them. Yeah. You love them. But yeah. they're not going to have the wildest no. set. No, definitely People not. are going to go nuts for end, for fucking end. now. It's going to be sick. Yeah. And so I was I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, yeah, you know, Jake almost died at a blet. 
at uh, the blood <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like I'm hoping to get a very similar experience <laughs> yeah I almost died I, t- I t- literally because I, I said I'm like hey I told my wife like the blood's coming back she's like who's that I'm like okay uh, basically we're I, I, going to the lawyers tomorrow yeah basically I, I had to explain it I'm like they've almost killed me before <laughs> it's like there's only a handful of shows that I've actually almost died at and the blood show was one of them yeah this is this is nothing but like this is just lineup porn it yeah. really seems like lineup porn at the end of the day you know yes sir but it, it's happening i i got my three day i'll be there nice. i never thought i'd be excited to go to alabama, alabama. You know that? <laughs> I, I was like we're gonna drive through it we're gonna hit maybe the state park and get the fuck out right, right. yeah but now it's like i'm going to fucking alabama keep the car running i'm going in <laughs> yeah so it's gonna be uh it's gonna be nutty okay um, I'm excited. It was my little birthday gift from me to myself. I expect a full report. I yeah, if I make it back. Oh, if I... not, I'll have uh, I'll have <laughs> ship my corpse to Jacob J. That's I can see the kids. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. And, All right. Um, Very yeah. So, so like I said, dude, I'm like still processing this. Yeah, it's a nasty lineup. Like I said, when you sent it to me, I thought it was like a troll. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then you, like I saw the blood. I'm like, okay, now you're for sure. <laughs> We're for sure trolling. Now you fucking with me, gay? Yeah. Don't. Don't be breaking my heart like that. Then, like, uh, you're like, no, seriously, the blood. Um, then I looked up, like, immediately on the Facebook, and they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, playing a show. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, I know we've been kind of quiet for 10 years, yeah. but by the way, we're playing the craziest thing this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, very, very it, sick. I just want to wrap this up, and I promise this is the last bit. I'm not going to fawn over this anymore. If you would have told me last year that I would have had Scary Kids, Scaring Kids, and The Blood... On the same bill in 2021, I would have called you fucking crazy. Yeah, for sure. I agree. So, yeah, it feels like a blast from the past with some new favorites, and I love it. I'm, a, I'm here for it. Excellent. All right. So, in reality, this is why I wanted to get the episode done today. It's because I wanted to talk about The Architects. The Architects have dropped a new album called for those that wish to exist out you know it's the review and uh do you want to go first you want me to go first i'll go first and here's why i want to go first i i just have to pee you've been constipated you've been wanting to get this review out you're gonna be on the crapper for a bit correct okay so i like the architects i really do Mm -hmm. and uh there is something to be said there's kind of this um uh, how do i want to phrase this there's this expectation for bands like them like august burns red these uh kind of criminal masterminds of the core world that have been around forever, right? Mm-hmm. And here's what I'll say about this album. The instrumentality is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The lyricism is really good. Mm-hmm. The production, I want to argue, it's probably the best it's ever fucking been in an Architects mm-hmm. album. Some of these songs have beautiful opera-like choruses, and they just build and build and swell up, and they just do so many great emotional things to you. Um, the, oh, sweet baby Jesus, what was his name? The feature with the dude from Parkway Drive whose name of Winston. Winston, thank you. The Winston feature. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I never thought I'd see the day for that, but mm-hmm. Lord, it worked so fucking well. Mm-hmm. And here's what I'll say. This album, I think bits and pieces were for me. Mm-hmm. But as a collective, I can respect all the love, perseverance, sweat, tears, doubt, and honor put into it Mm -hmm. but i think it's one of those things where everybody wants to read classic literature which i have no doubt that this album will be it'll be a classic piece of metalcore right Mm -hmm. just like sam paternal 
But, you know, not everybody's going to vibe with something like the Scarlet Letter. Some people are going to find Moby Dick long and erroneous. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's any of those things, but I think this is one of those classic pieces of literature where I skimp over, but you can't doubt the impact and the importance of a piece like this. Okay. That being said, you know, for a band that didn't think that they'd be here four years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, congratulations. This is probably the most commercially successful Architects album. I'd probably have to agree with that, yeah. No, it is, period. Oh, okay. It it, it is. (laughs) Uh, That's a fact. Okay. But um, congratulations on every single front. I love a a bunch of these songs. I think they're quite good. Uh Um, You're you're not going to knock... All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us, out of my personal favorite. Objectively, great album. Subjectively, um, here and there. Okay. All right. So as Gabe said, this is something that I really wanted to get out of the way just because I wanted to talk about it. I did write a little blurb here that I'm going to go ahead and recite, and then we'll talk a little bit more, I'm sure, and then we'll move on. All righty. So Metacore Giants, the architects, are indeed back with their ninth full-length album now typical of them their latest release continues to push the boundaries of the genre and raises the bar on expectations what's different this time though this is their first album completely free of the late great tom Searle's influence um this may concern some but the resilience this band has shown since tom's passing is commendable including their last album holy hell now obviously you know time has passed in between uh holy hell and all our guys have abandoned us but there was a whole lot of bunches there's a whole lot of songs that he left over so they used a lot of those usually architects make us bow to their power but this time like all great kings they show us love and compassion unlike anything they've ever done before they've branched out in different directions that may shock some metal purists a refreshing change, if you ask me. Ask me. Musically, it is very different. Like you said, it's kind of like separate turn for Bring Me the Horizon, right? Very different. Gone are the very fast, dexterous, string-shredding riffs one may consider a cornerstone of the architect's sound, now replaced with huge, big-room, anthemic guitar playing by Adam and Josh. They are not trying to replace Tom, but instead they are trailblazing new territory. Very unique for the architects. The drums are as crisp as ever. Dan showing off his elite-level drumming to the masses once again, a beautiful tribute to his lost brother, who obviously he misses very dearly, a twin, I'm sure that's fucking devastating. Uh, the hero of this album may be Alex Dean, who has not only grown as a great bass player, but has a real knack for his synth and keys, really filling the space with beautiful atmosphere that is the perfect partner from the massive symphonic sounds that are all over this album. But let's be real. The show of the, the star of this show is Sam Carter. There are multiple songs on this album that mostly abandon their screaming vocals that Sam is known for. Instead of relying on his beautiful clean vocal delivery to carry a large chunk of this album wonderful melodies that may have sounded like they are sung by an angelic presence but much like all great performance performances sam shows us his range the other side of the coin when necessary dropping his violent guttural screams to shake the balance of any given song to its core lyrical content is there of course uh, really emphasizing the call to fight mantra that this band has given us before but it's not so much a call to fight it's a call to take over this time all right you can really uh, you can really tell the boys are sick of the status quo and are ready to challenge the system. That may be the overarching arcing thing of the album, not just politically, but the music scene as well. The architects have proven that they will not only survive, but thrive with this new sound. A true masterpiece. A plus. Nice. Yes, sir. Um, man, what can I fucking say? Like you said, I, I can understand maybe why some people uh, who have preferences for other architects albums may not prefer this one over anything else. Uh, and I, and I'm not even, 
I'm not even ready to say it's their best because I I think Lost Together, Lost Forever is their best. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you're a band like them, that is just the 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 standard, the trendsetters. They make all the big decisions that all of us follow. <laughs> you know, um, I love the fact that they are trying some different stuff. And honestly, when it comes to a lot of these songs, the ones that are the most different sounding are the ones that I like the most. So uh, well, I enjoyed it. Uh, let me let me put it like this, right? In in terms that I guess some people can relate to. When you have a guy like Sonic Fox who has perfected <laughs> and dominated the Mortal Kombat game for years on end, right? Like, what is the fun in always winning? And you know, you can't build from perfection in mm-hmm. theory, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you branch out, and so he started playing Injustice. Mm-hmm. He may not be top dog in Injustice. I mean, he was a world fun. champion, but I got you. Oh my bad! I didn't know that. I, didn't, I don't keep up with the. Uh, I got you. Thing like that. Yeah, I got but you. But you start branching now and you start trailblazing. You see what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's very commendable because I'm sure they've gained a lot of new fans, and mm-hmm. I'm sure they lost a lot of old fans. Good riddance to bad rubbish. My opinion. Cool. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm just curious to see what their uh, set list are going to look like now. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be a, a unique little thing because even with the most recent album, Holy Hell, like there are some different sounding songs in there, and they could kind of throw off the balance of a set a little bit. With this, it's even more so on the other end of the spectrum. So I'm curious. I'm curious. Uh, there's uh, honestly, it's going to sound weird, but I think the single choices weren't the best. Um, I think well, uh, Dead Butterflies and Dead Butterflies, Animals, and Black Lung. I like Black Lung a lot. Animals was pretty good. And, I like Animals quite a bit, actually. Yeah, and um, the um, Butterfly song was was pretty pretty good too. But um, there's some other songs on here that I would have picked that would kind of be the mission statement for the album, in my opinion. Yeah, hang on, I, I know exactly which songs you're talking about because they were the ones where I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Uh, the the middle the middle section of the album is really fucking very chunky. good. Like, uh, yeah. Giving Blood and Discourse is Dead. Yeah. Those should have been singles. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm, I, I'm inclined to believe that um, Giving Blood is probably going to be a single. Uh, my wife liked it a lot. I think it was her. She said it was her favorite album, song on the album. Uh, but there's also, um, well, you saw, like I said, the song with uh, Winston. And um, what the fuck is the name of that song that I was looking at? Um, Impermanence is the one with Winston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fuck the one that has the, f- the sweetest little uh, pinched harmonic. I forget what the name of the song, but uh, yeah, there, there's some really good stuff on here. And overall, like I said, I could say, what, me honestly, I don't think there's a single filler song on here. Uh, I think they all have something to, different to bring to the table, and it was deliberately built that way. An hour long, fifteen songs, man. Like it is what it is, man. They're, they're, they're just they're 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 experts at what they do. So it is yeah. what it is. Uh- Ruling by fear in the past and ruling by love and respect current. Yeah, I agree. Fair enough. Yep. Cool beans. Um, and that being said, I wanted to mention, I don't feel like this was that crazy of a departure because I saw a lot of people talking about it online before I even got to the album. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it had me like prepped for this like hundredth era, like split. Oh, yeah. you know. And uh, it, I don't think it was that wild. Like, sure, the vocals are like, you know, not what they were, right? Mm-hmm. For For better. Yeah. But um, I you know I see the progression. It's a very um, the trajectory is there. It wasn't yeah. a full blown one eighty out of the blue. Yeah, like I said, like if you if you look at the, listen to the last album, like they're like they're not totally far apart. You know, it's not a fucking light year jump between them. So uh, yeah, I, I definitely I definitely agree with the sentiment because like I was reading the comments to like some of the YouTube videos and stuff. I know big mistake because all those guys are losers. Um, 
but like people are just like man fuck this it sucks la 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 it's like really like i don't think so i don't think you're out of your fucking mind anyways so yeah well i, I mean you were on the same boat with bringing me the horizon though i mean yeah but that sucked though <laughs> oh man we're, we're never gonna we're never gonna like anyway uh let's get the certified <laughs> bangers of the week uh yeah i think we did a really good job this week um so I, I feel like the the fun with this is bringing the light younger bands. We always mm-hmm. say that younger bands are the future of this fucking scene. Correct. And I've never heard of any of these motherfuckers mm-hmm. before this week. So mm-hmm. I think we got four solid singles. Did you listen to any ones I posted? I have not put them up. And I usually listen to them after. I'm not going to lie. Oh yeah, I figured. Um, okay, so the first one band called Slope and a song called Train Surfing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the song's fucking awesome because it combines all the elements of like that west coast bounce we like with properly good hardcore metalcore vibes okay it gives you kind of the best of both worlds you want to kind of like crowd kill to it but at the same time you're like you know it's still vicious mm-hmm. uh drag evolve just pure nasty grimy i don't know where these guys are from i want to find out though i'm kind of curious to see where where and how they evolve but just mm-hmm. pure nasty dirty grime and shred <laughs> this last one my personal favorite of the bunch bitterwood um Withdrawal. Okay. It's got grinding. It's got chugging. It's got shredding. It's like <laughs> a really good fine coffee. It's got that pressure builder. You ever make a good cup of espresso where you grind it really fucking fine and dirty and quick and you put it under the, the group head and you just get all that pressure build up and then you got a breakdown, aka the you know, the bitchin' ass cup of espresso in this case, where it's like nice dark and you get that creme on top. Ooh. Okay. Really, really fucking good. Okay. For and sure. Contrary to, to how you do it, I listen to your single. Okay. This uh, so is, very revived. This is right up your fucking alley. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> so a lot of a lot of good things. And, uh, you know, when you're like, Gabe's going to like this, nine out of ten times, I'm like, oh, this is my new favorite band, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know. It is. I know. I'm, I'm getting um, – what, what's the best way to describe this? We, we did a EP review and a single review way back in the day, like 2017, on a band called Mountain Mover. Mm-hmm. That was like a spoken word mm-hmm. vibe with very good instrumentals. I feel like that's a combination of uh, Mountain Mover and something like Being as an Ocean mm-hmm. and like To Kill Achilles, like a weird fusion of those three bands without losing the content, the flavor, and kind of the roots of mm-hmm. what a good core song should be. So, you know, you take those three bands and you sprinkle in like Silent Planet and you mm-hmm. get this nice like uh, poetry, melodic core gumbo. Okay, sure. I I really I really fucking enjoyed it. I know you did. Yeah, <laughs> I know you oh, did. Bro, they're like they're like it's like poetry, but there's breakdowns. Gabe, Gabe, you must listen to this. I mean, yeah, am, I, like, am I wrong, motherfucker? Like, I, no, no. I just, I'm, I'm laughing with you, right? Because otherwise, you'd be laughing at me. Correct. I don't like that. Correct. Yeah. Well, I was telling everybody in the. I think we we're on Discord. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, me and Gabe went through this phase where I'm like, I would show Gabe a band and then he would like immediately fall in love with them and then they'd get bad. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like, I stopped showing Gabe's bands, uh, Gabe bands after a while just because I didn't want them to get bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it was weird. And then like the, the trend now is that after that like bad album, you know, it's like, oh, now I'm kind of liking this weird yeah. third direction they're taking. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I still can't stand that. Um, Chemical Miracle by Trophy Eyes, but I love the new album so much. Uh-huh. And same with Hundredth. I, I'm not about Vertigo, but man, you want to talk about somewhere, somewhere, nowhere? Woo. Yeah, I know. It was, man, it's just a weird. It was a weird thing. Like I said, me and Gabe went through that weird patch, and 
Uh, my my favorite thing every now and then is like when uh, I'm talking to one of your buddies and they're like, "Oh, they mentioned this one band." I'm like, "Yeah, I showed him that band." <laughs> yeah, it, it's like um, it, it's like talking to like the the dojo master as opposed to like your sensei, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, he showed me this cool uh, throw. It's like, yeah, guess who invented that throw? <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. Mm. Good stuff. For so sure. we have anything we want to close with on the musical note? Oh, um, I, I have one small thing actually. I forgot to put it on the agenda. But speaking of being as notion, they did drop a new single. Um, like a weird day. Was it Friday? That's not a weird day. I think they dropped it like Wednesday last week, right? Okay. Um, back in business, really proper. Proper. Check the fuck out. Proper. Proper. Yeah. I mean, I forgot to mention at the top of the podcast that currently I am blonde. Oh yeah, you're going. Uh, you're going gray, huh? Yeah, I'm going uh, quicksilver. We're, we're going to be. Uh, well, I'm going quicksilver as well. So we're going to be. Uh, Great. We're going to be matchy for a bit here. Great. <laughs> I mean, you know damn well I've been blonde for how long now? Yeah, bro. I was telling. I was telling Adriana because I was like, because after after I get my hair my hair colored right or bleached, um. She's like, oh yeah, because um, I said, oh yeah, I'm a blonde now, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm planning on going gray too. I'm like, oh great, right? As I'm fucking getting my hair colored. Anyway, so on well, the way on the way home, Adrian was like, oh yeah, Gabe did mention that the last time he came over. I'm like, why the fuck are you telling me that now? And then I got immediately pissed off because you're gonna have to bleach your hair for like 30 seconds, right? <laughs> I'm gonna have to bleach my hair. I had to bleach my hair for like 45 minutes. And well, I mean, to be fair, right? I did get um, we we just highlighted the fuck out of my hair we stripped it of color and then we mm. toned it out right mm-hmm. and so are you using the purple shampoo stuff i am good 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 and then so next time i should be like 20 minutes in and out right yeah it's already you can't get silver on brown as much as i fucking tried yeah yeah, yeah. and um so yeah dude i've because like i said i've never my hair is virgin right my hair has never been touched uh like i don't even like putting gel in it like i don't i don't do that right and uh, I was found myself in an extremely uncomfortable position because I did not realize that bleaching your hair kind of fucking hurts. You know what I mean? I was not. Yeah. I was not anticipating that my head would actually physically hurt <laughs> by bleaching my hair. It felt like. Did you, did you do it at home? No, no, no. I had a professional okay. do it. Uh, but like, it felt like somebody was driving a spike through the center of my head. Yeah, make sure you condition it too, because your scalp's gonna get dry, buddy. Yeah, I've ready. Yeah, because I I got out of the shower today because my first time watching it. I'm like, should I have conditioned? And Adrian's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, fuck, I'm out already. <laughs> like, yeah. so even when you don't wash it, condition it, buddy. All right, it's, it's gonna be a pain in the ass, and you're also gonna get like weird anime hair because it's like stiffer now. Yeah, 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 for sure. And it's just like this weird texture. I'm like, it kind of feels like horse hair, and I had to like, Adrian. <laughs> Adrian had to like, make a violin bow out of this. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And uh, like I said, I've never, like I said, never, never died, never bleached nothing. This is the first time, and uh, I like, I like the look, honestly. Um, especially since like she faded me up, like with my normal hair color. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a fa- like a she faded all the way up to the top, and uh, did did a good job. It looks great, uh, but I do have to go back in for one more sesh, uh, to get the the remainder of the bleach down and the rest of the color in as well so cool well i think it'll work out you're going gray i'm going like white so okay 
Cool. We'll, yeah. we'll be on two two ends of the spectrum, but great minds think alike. Absolutely, they do. That's why we have this fucking podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for joining us for episode 168. 168 of the Second City Kids podcast. We'll see you next year. Next year. Next year. We'll see you. <laughs> yeah, next, this great. yeah, we'll see you next time for episode 169. 169. Nice. And uh, yeah, we'll be back then. You guys know the spiel. I also have the outro, so that will tell you what you need to do. And until next time, deuces. <laughs>